Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Uh, we want to remind you about the upcoming Western Hunting Show uh, and Conservation Expo. It's coming to the Salt Palace this week, February 13th through the 16th. See the latest gear and over 500 outfitters and exhibitioners. Go to huntexpo.com for details. We're going to talk to Bowler here in a minute. But can I, can I tell you something seriously, Gordon, about yeah. you and Austin, that I, uh, I value our discussions that we have on a daily basis, both on the air and off. I feel yeah. like we have a good vibe going between the three of us that we can. What's that supposed to mean? Really have good conversations. Well, you mean during the breaks? Some of oh, our on the air too. I, th- I feel like uh, a lot of time we we open up discussion and uh, it's very valuable. We get into stuff during the breaks sometimes that we don't talk about on the air uh, for various reasons. But yeah, it is interesting. Uh, you guys are you know do your homework and uh, have various opinions, whether we're talking about. Politics, religion, uh, you know, fast food, fast food, <laughs> the important stuff, art, civilization. Yeah, well, I said uh, on important the whole. stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's good. No, I, I like the vibe of this show. I don't but, feel like uh, a whole lot is off limits either on air or off. Is of there it. a big butt here? No, 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 no oh, butt. Really? One hundred percent serious about I that. I like, I like big butts. Oh, Gordon. Here we go, Gordon. What are you doing? It's a song. Does that mean you have to bring it up? <laughs> Who sings that song? Oh, ah, shoot. I once knew this. It sure makes a lot. Let's leave it that way. Okay. <laughs> you know, when you do stuff like this, I just honestly don't know where to go. You it's know, powerful. How do you, how do you move by something like that? <laughs> Should I completely ignore it? <laughs> Should I acknowledge it and scold you? Uh, I don't know. You could chuckle and then move on. Should because I? Because usually it's very funny. We probably should have hit the dumb button and move on. Right. Should I? Should <laughs> Too I, late now, but. Should I throw out a disclaimer that Gordon's opinions and comments don't necessarily represent what uh, I feel or, or want to communicate? I, I don't know. Is, did I say something wrong? I mean, I, I've heard certain people say that they like, uh, say, big biceps. <sighs> Or they like big shoulders, or they like big muscles, or, you know, uh, so what's the matter with, <laughs> just whatever, I don't want to drag it out here. Okay. <laughs> but I cannot lie. We're going to talk some jazz basketball, hopefully with Bowler coming up here momentarily. They did beat the Mavericks, their third consecutive victory uh, last night. They have one more game before the All-Star break. They're taking on Miami on Wednesday night here in this building. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock pregame coverage. Um, we'll begin at six, but let me ask you this. You didn't catch the, I cannot lie, line. That's the next line in the song. I think it's in there. No, I was 
just ig- ignoring it and moving on. Oh, I see. Is, Not is, even a I chuckle, was, though. No, no. I was putting into practice my what I was what I was thinking of. Can we play? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing this at Austin. Uh, we're going to get out and talk to Bowler for a se- in a second. But why I'm redoing the read? Can we play uh, the Alvin calling the game winner for for <laughs> Bowler with that? Uh, just for Bowler, uh, just so he has a chance to hear it because I think he would. I which think he one, would enjoy which it. Which one are we going to play? The one you recorded yesterday. Oh, the, from of me? Yeah, of you. Oh, okay. All right, let's get out to the sprint. Special guest line, lease any phone and get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Uh, joining us now, Craig Bowler, Jack and Bowler. I, I know that uh, you enjoyed Gordon's comparison to Alvin yesterday. Oh, I did. You know, I, I tell you when, you, when you posted that and the red and the cap, and you know, brings me back to the fun days of Alvin and the Chipmunks and his, uh, you know, I, was he like their buddy, caretaker? But, but it was, Alvin, you know, that was that was you know, that was a pretty popular cartoon back in the old days. But so, Gordon, the the red was a, a dead on match, Jake. I'm telling you, man, it was perfect. He looked just like Alvin. Now he I need really your did. opinion today, Bowler. Go look at what uh, what uh, Austin put up there and tell me whether that's brown or gray. Because I say it's brown. Others it's gray. Are, Jake says it's gray. I want your opinion. You so if you get a chance, check. Yeah, it out. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll I'll check it out. Okay. You you know you guys have had quite a week of uh, just. You know, characters and colors, and it's uh, it's entertaining indeed, especially when you're on the road. You know, you just kind of things pop up out of nowhere. It got a, it got a little ugly earlier in the show today uh, because Gordon's wearing gray and he refuses to admit it. But I I thought Bowler, we had Gordon recreate the Bogdanovich shot oh from a, from a play by play standpoint <laughs> yesterday, and then we we Alvin'd it. Okay. And and this okay. is this is what came out, Bowler. I want I want you to get a chance to hear it. Here okay. It goes. Bogdanovich takes the pass from Ingles. He shoots a three-pointer. It's in the, it's in the, uh, I don't know. It's in the cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd say Alvin got a lot out of there in a very short period of time. Yeah. That was so Gordon right there. Where he just goes, I don't know. It's in the cup. <laughs> it's in the cup. <laughs> I'm sure Bowler feels really threatened. Yeah, yeah, I, don't I, can... yeah I don't know. It's in the cup. <laughs> in the cap, in the cap. Um, no, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm watching over my shoulder right now. There's yeah, sure. No Alvin's question. coming to get you, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, that was a fun night, though. I will admit, and Alvin. It was. Alvin, nice job. Well, hey, Bowler, while we're on the subject, tell us what it's like from your perspective to to have a call at a moment like that. I, I thought you and uh, I, I thought you and Big T did a did a great job calling it. I thought the enthusiasm and the excitement was captured appropriately. But what's that like for you? I mean, do you have to keep yourself from getting carried away, or do you have to pump yourself up? What What's oh, it like from your vantage point? You know, I, that that's a uh, that's a great question. I don't think it just comes out. Is the best way I can put it. There's no pre-plan. There's no way you could. There, uh, you know, there's no script. Yeah, you just uh, you live in the moment, and I think that's the best way to call a moment like that is to be in the moment yourself and bring the fans in. You know, and that's I think that's the addiction of our business is is the moment and having big plays that happen. I've been lucky to have several in my career and football and you know college hoop at the tournament and. The NFL and and then the Jazz. There's been you know numerous moments when when shots have been made to win games and you know it just it just gives me chills thinking about it honestly because I think that's what I'm addicted to. I, those are the games that don't come around often, but when you do, you hope you can make the big moment and bring it to life even more. And that's 
what I enjoy doing. And I, I you know, Bogey's done it twice this year, uh, Milwaukee, and then of course a big one on the road uh, just a couple of nights ago. So um, you just you just go with it. You go with the flow, and I and you really your your emotions. I hope are as good as the shot and the moment that that it occurs and that's only the way i can explain it but i felt it felt great it was it was it was fun to be a part of and uh it happened so quickly too i think 1.6 and the inbound by joe then all of a sudden they rotated the double team bogdanovich he's able to find a little space and just you know dropped it and the night he had guys he was struggling in such a big big way i think it made that shot even bigger is because bogdanovich was the guy that knocked down the shot in the end, when it really counted, despite his struggles that he had up to that point, and that made it even a bigger night for him. It's always impressive, Bowler, when a team can make weaknesses strengths. And the two areas that uh, a lot of people circled early in the year were the adjustments of Mike Conley and the Jazz bench. Well, it seems as though the Jazz have solved the bench question at least it's looking that way with Jordan Clarkson and that we saw what Emmanuel Moutier was able to do last night and how big that was for to give the team a lift the way it needed it. And Mike Conley seems to be coming around as well. It'll be interesting to see by the end of this year if the two weaknesses are indeed strengths. Uh, that's, that's an interesting point. You know, I know a lot of fingers have been pointed at Mike and the way that he's been trying to blend himself back into this lineup and over his last four games until he took the rest for his knee, um, you know, averaging 20 points a game and 50% from downtown. And now you show, and we knew, I mean, we all have talked about Moutier before, and I thought the class that he has shown waiting his turn again to get minutes uh, says a lot about him. He wanted to be here in the first place to be coached to improve his game. And I think he's accomplished a lot in a, in, during the course of this season. But Jordan Clarkson and he last night combined uh, – for you know, 37 points, and they were unstoppable. It really gives the Jazz last night and maybe beyond here. Maybe what you saw last night is something the Jazz didn't realize. Playing them together is two players that really have an attack mode uh, sense to their game, and that's really kind of a change of pace for the Jazz in some ways. Uh, they're fearless, and they really do just continue to dribble and find the open shot. Now, they are they big uh, assist uh, and rebound guys? They can be, but really they're almost like labeled the professional scorers, and they have one job, and that's to go in and make a change of the pace of the game and also make an impact in the game and be offensive-minded. It was pretty impressive to see that duo uh, do a lot of damage last night and put that game away. Craig Bowler, Jack, with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, sticking with Clarkson. Um, it, it seems to me like he's really embraced not only being on the Jazz, but kind of the culture. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know, we saw him get eight assists last night. I mean, how often in his career has he actually done that? Not and, often. And he got a block. He seems to be playing hard on defense. And, you know, I, I go back to his comments where Quinn tried to put him back into the game against Houston. And he said, those guys are rocking it. Let him keep going. I mean, you, t- you get to see a little bit behind the scenes a little more than us. Is that right? Is he really embracing what's going on? Yeah, that this whole team does. I mean, even though they lost the five games and now they're looking for another four, you know, four in a row tomorrow night against Miami, there's never been that break, the crack, the fracture. I think there's been intensity. I think there's been, you know, finger pointing. I think there's been, you know, 
you be there, I'm there, let's get this right, why weren't you covering my bet? You know, that's what, that's what happens. I mean, that's team basketball, that's team sports. You have, now you can't, as, as Gordon likes to say, you can't sit around and sing Kumbaya, right, Gordon, all the time? <laughs> I mean, that, that's so true. I mean, this is, these are competitive athletes who have a goal, and that goal is to win a championship. And so you have to kind of go along with the highs and lows and how they figure things out. And I scratch my head a lot, too, of, of trying to understand how you can play so well and then have a dip and all of a sudden regain it. Uh, was it Bogdanovich's shot that may be that stepping off point where you say we're back? And, you know, for the moment, it's a feel-good moment, right? And you also just experimented yesterday or last night with the, the Moutier-Clarkson backcourt combo. So you're always finding out things about, about this team. But one thing I think that you can always put, um, you know, put your hat on is the fact that they're, they're very solid. Uh, and I'm not overstating this because I've been around the core now of Gobert and Ingles and Donovan uh, you know, since Donovan came on the scene now three years ago. Uh, and with, uh, with Quinn Snyder, th- this is a solid group. And the core of it is really where it all, you know, precipitates from and that's where you know the heart and soul is and it, and it percolates out to guys who now join this team like a Moutier you know like a Clarkson like a like a Bogdanovich they pick up on that and you know getting back to your your question with Clarkson he fit this this system like a glove there couldn't have been a better player at the moment who came in and absolutely had no transition issue whatsoever and I think the same thing, that Moutier was a little slower in the start, but yet has become a learner as the season has progressed. And um, depth sometimes is an issue for coaches, but also depth can be a real plus. And right now I think the Jazz have multiple options with players who I think want to be on the floor, of course, but they also understand if something's going right, they're not going to step in and cause something to go wrong just for the sake of their minutes or their, or their, or their uh, numbers. And that's kind of special. That doesn't happen a lot around the league or any professional team. In fact, it doesn't happen a lot in amateur sports as well. But if the Jazz continue to play this way and kind of have that, that concept of what the true goal is, then hallelujah, right? I mean, the, that, that's a special team, and that's how special teams do special things. Let me underscore that point, Bowler, because that is exactly right. And you and I, I'll, I'll say this, uh, you and I have had private conversations about the Jazz's performance through the season and through the years. We've done that. And I, they're private, so I won't get into every detail right now. But it seems as though even when they go through these periods of trouble, as long as they have that attitude uh, to learn and grow together as opposed to falling apart and getting angry, then they can make the best of it. And really, if you make the best of your talent, what more can you ask? But you can't do that without what you just described. You, you have to have moments where you get angry. You have to have moments where you soul search. And I think you have to have moments where you finger point and the other guy points his finger back at you. Then you have to go within yourself and say, is it me? And that's how you grow. And that's kind of life, isn't it, in some regards? And then we translate that into sport. But, you know, I know fans around, you know, we, ah, come on, what's, come on, really, what's this story? Not everybody gets along. Look, it, like I said, not every day is like, you know, just jumping in tulips. <laughs> you know, it's not. I mean, you, there are days that this team is sitting there. They want to be left alone. They need their own private time to figure things out. 
And that's the fun part of watching this team because uh, multiple personalities, but the, the bottom line is, are they on the same page for the big picture? And I can definitely say yes. And that, I think, is really the difference between, you know, the teams that go and take it to the next level uh, or they sit back, pout, complain, and just, you know, ask for trades, et cetera. That happens all the time. But uh, I think what Quinn and Dennis and Justin and David Moray and the, the front office has done is given Quinn players that do uh, have the same goal uh, in mind. And they also have another key here that I think has to be discussed is that some have been overlooked. Some have been given up on. Some were told they could not do it. And you know what the beauty of it is? When those type of personalities get together to prove the doubters wrong, it makes them even a better, a better team, a better talent, and a better person. And I think there's a lot to say about, about that uh, equation. That part of the equation is that, no, you can't. And they say, yes, I can. And that's what I see with this team. Knowing Donovan and Rudy the way you do, Bowler, how important is it to them that they made the all-star roster and how much are they looking forward to it? I think for any guy, Jake, you know, that first time's got to be so special. It puts you in an elite class. Now the question is how do you act after you've achieved it? Uh, You know, I'm not sure how contracts are built. Is there bonus money, et cetera? Look, beyond that, you're sitting there with the, the top players in the world and you're part of that group so great how great do you want to be and how far do you want to take it are you satisfied some are some aren't and I don't think these two are I think they're just getting started uh, Rudy's already tasted it with the two back-to-back defensive player of the year awards and for Donovan you know highly respected uh, got a taste playing for Team USA <clears throat> he's on that 44-man finalist list with Conley for the Olympic team. Those are great things, but you know you can be on all sorts of lists, right? You can always say, "Hey, I'm on a list," but do you achieve? And I think you know this has to be a great thing for Donovan. And we saw the emotion of the disappointment last year pour out from you know Rudy when he wasn't honored as an All Star. So I'm thinking for him this year, it will be a special moment. Uh, but I still don't think he's satisfied, and neither is Donovan. The, as he says, and I don't think it's just player speak. There's a bigger, there's a bigger picture here, and more to do, not just personally, but with the team. And I think that's got to make Jazz fans feel good. Muller, how important do you think this game is tomorrow night against Miami? Both these teams have identical mm-hmm. records at this point, and obviously the last game before the break. Uh, do you think it's important for the Jazz to finish this thing off with a positive note so that they can feel good over the next week and a half? Oh, absolutely. I don't think now after winning three straight, after dropping five uh, in a row, um, that it's going to, um, you know, that that's going to change. I, I just, I think right now, after that slump, uh, you get back on track. There's no way you can, you want to drop this game and go into the all-star break with some sort of a negative feel. Uh, finish strong and then come back knowing you got five home games and you don't travel again until the 1st of March. And that really is a time now where you have to take advantage not only of what, where you are now, you get the rest and the break and you get two all-stars in Chicago, but then you come back from the break and you still have five home games. Jazz can really make up some ground and push themselves back up in that two spot and maybe, you know, take a swipe at the Lakers along the way. But that road, I'd say it, because you have to, Gordon, 
And, Jay, because if you look at the March schedule, you play every other day. It's going to be a grueling March, and anything you can get right now, you have to take advantage of. Well, Bowler, thank you, as always, for jumping on with us. We greatly appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow night here at the arena. Absolutely. Jake, Alvin, I mean, uh, Gordo, I'll see you soon. <laughs> and, Bowler, don't forget, see what Brown can do for you. I will, man. I'll look at it right now. Okay. Or Gray. Thanks, Bowler. <laughs> okay, see you guys. See you, buddy. Craig Bowler Jack, television voice of the Utah Jazz. Do we have his voice in Alvin, being alvinized? I don't know. He didn't dress up like Alvin. I know, but neither did David Locke, and we were playing that yesterday, right? No, that was funny. No, that was good. Did I really dress up like Alvin, or did I just wear red? You looked like Alvin. <laughs> That's not what I was going for. I was just going for red. And it came out Alvin. Well, see, now you're insulting. Here we go. Who's going to take this shot to try to tie away? Outside the bogey. He's crowded. <laughs> there you go. Now, I've gone I've gone with, uh, you know, blue and green and olive and uh, gold and, and red uh, and brown. And, and essentially and what you're doing is you're insulting all Utah fans because they were red. And are you saying that they all look like Alvin? No, just you. <laughs> no okay i was just right. thinking about you not not about you and when i was wearing blue i looked like who a, a smurf or maybe like uh like simon oh there's another one there. does simon wore blue in fact we've yeah. had all three colors of all three we have chipmunks. what's yeah. theodore wear? Green. green oh how'd you know that because I'm a red-blooded American. I don't know who doesn't know that. Wait, Alvin Red. Yeah. Simon Blue. Simon Blue and Theodore Green. Green. You sure? Yes. Uh-huh. Wow, you knew that too? Yes. Who doesn't I, know that? Why would you commit that to memory? What do you mean, why would you commit a that to color? memory? A color? Why wouldn't you acknowledge you're wearing gray? I don't know. <laughs> It's just the chipmunks. Who pays attention to what color they're wearing? Who doesn't? Andrew doesn't. I don't well, think. that's how you know basically the difference between Alvin and Simon and Theodore. Kind of like Huey, Dewey, and Louie. <sighs> I guess. He what doesn't are, know who they are. are. He do, has I no do. clue who I they do. are. Yeah. Huey, Louie, and yeah, I, they were they were the uh, the ducks, the ducklings, whatever. Huey, Louie, and who? Huey, Louie, and Dewey. And they were the ducks, like, they were in Donald's what context? Kids. They were not Donald's kids. They were his nephews. They were his nephews, Close yeah. enough. Who was, who was their dad? I don't know. <laughs> Some mallard. Who, who's your dally? Daddy. I mean, who dally? Is what? Daddy. What? <laughs> who's your daddy? I don't know. Ne they never explained? Donald's degenerate brother? I don't know. <laughs> okay, and then who's Scrooge? He's the great uncle. He's a great uncle? Yeah, because Donald calls him Uncle Scrooge, too. Is there a grandpa? I don't know. <laughs> no, I well, you sure seem to know everything else. No, I think he had a drinking problem and disappeared, <laughs> you know, right after. And then Daisy is the sister? I think it's Donald's girlfriend. We uncle. need a zoologist for these answers. I don't know. How do you not know this stuff? What do you mean his sister? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, joining us now in studio. <laughs> 
<laughs> our friend. I don't mean to and, paint any kind of inappropriate relationship. <laughs> Andrew here. Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, and uh, Andrew, we're talking about relationships and uh, how to help. We 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 and are and Disney characters yeah. apparently. We're trying not to duck the issue. Oh hey <laughs> hey there! No Valentine's is coming yeah. up, and uh, it, it's a good excuse for guys maybe to think about this and get something taken care of. Yeah, so many guys have hurt us over the years. Um, you know, they thought, okay, I have ED, but I I'm not going to do anything about it. It's too embarrassing. Um, we have helped so many guys get over that. Uh, acoustic wave therapy opens up the blood vessels. It's all about blood flow. I can't think of another treatment that addresses the root cause problem of ED. I can think of a lot of Band-Aids. I can think of the pill, different variations of the pill, injections, um, testosterone that some guys kind of mess around with, most of which don't work well and have negative side effects. Think about the root cause problem of, of ED and zero side effects. Zero Never been a reported side effect. We're not messing around with your hormones. Um, a few treatments over two to three weeks, and we can get you back to normal. What's been the response, Andrew, of uh, you getting the word out? Really good. Um, I've been surprised at the age of guys. That's maybe the, the biggest thing that surprised me. Guys in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, and they, they think, I'm too young, I'm too embarrassed, but it is an issue. Mm. And that's an important part of the relationship, an important time in, in the relationship. So I will say this, if you're younger, you know, I don't know if that's under 50 maybe, but if you're younger and experiencing the problem, it's a lot easier to fix. So we can get you back to normal very, very quickly. All right, here's the number to call, 801-901-8000, and, and get something scheduled because you'll have an appointment with the doctor, get more information, and it's free. Yes, if you're struggling with ED, now is the time. We're doing uh, the free assessment and exam along with blood flow ultrasound to anybody that calls us right now. We'll also um, do something extra. This is for Valentine's Day. Uh, this is something that produces instant results in the bedroom. Um, I've seen it work with thousands of guys. Uh, so we're going to include that for free, too, if you call us. All right, 801-901-8000. Get it taken care of. 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. That's Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. We'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. show gordon monson jake scott join us coming up on friday on valentine's day february 14th from three to six it's the big show at the warehouse 86 east university parkway in orem utah prices so low it will blow your mind what do you make of uh we we touched on this a little bit uh, the other day gordon but uh, it's become more of a story what do you think about Taysom hill and his future uh, Hill uh, uh, gave some uh, comments to the Associated Press and uh, added to some things on uh, Twitter. But he said, uh, basically, he said, quote, I definitely view myself as a franchise quarterback. He says, as you go into free agency, this is the time you start to find out how people view you. We haven't gotten far enough into free agency to know how these guys will view me and we'll just handle it as it comes. Um, he also has, uh, you know, made some comments that if uh, New Orleans doesn't view him as a franchise quarterback, he might have to go somewhere else. Um, what do you what do you think? What do you, not not just about Taysom as the possibility of a QB one, but the the way kind of he's going through this. 
Well, he's a special athlete, that's for sure. Uh, always has been. Uh, and I've seen him make some good plays, both running and throwing uh, and tackling, among other things. But Blocking? I'm, he's been I, awesome. I'm not sure that he has an NFL arm. I know he has a strong arm, but is he accurate enough? I, I don't know the answer to that question. I'm glad that decision isn't left to me. Um, but I think he's responsible and going about his business the way he should, uh, checking uh, the temperature of the water out there and seeing what uh, what guys think about him. But uh, you wouldn't want him to lose confidence, and if he thinks he's a franchise quarterback, then uh, so be it. Man, he, he wouldn't have any chance at all if he didn't think that. What do you? What, what's your opinion of him? Do you do you think he has the kind of arm, the accuracy necessary uh, to lead a team to a deep playoff run? No, strength, yes. Accuracy, no. He's a special athlete, that's for sure. I mean, he always was. Uh, we saw him do some remarkable things, but I just don't know whether he has the pinpoint accuracy that is really important for a for a core. He's got he's got smarts. Do you uh, have you seen his his passing stats in the NFL so far in his career? I haven't looked at them recently. You want to take a stab because I was actually surprised by what they were. Were they better or worse? I'm not going to give you that. You take a, take a little stab. Uh. Well, he's been put in situations that would be probably easier for him to compile some stats. But I'd put him probably at about high 50s completion percentage. And yards? I don't know. I have no way of knowing that. Mm, Just take 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 a squeeze. Who cares? Take a stab at it. Uh, I don't know, uh, four or 5,000 yards. Gordon uh, Taysom Hill has 119 total passing yards in his NFL career. 119? Completing six of 13 passes. Wow. That's mind-blowing. You would have thought he would have gotten into some games that were kind of blowouts or and, and compile some stats. I had no idea. He's one of two passes for 50 yards in the postseason. Maybe I'm getting mixed up his performances in the preseason because he's had some moments there. Um, I well, I mean, I, I was just doing a little exercise because I was actually surprised that they were that low yeah. too. Like, I, I don't know if I would have said four thousand, five thousand yards, but I, I'm with you. When I heard those uh, statistics, I was I was surprised that they were so low. Are you surprised that he thinks he's a franchise quarterback? Yes. And surprised, and I, I just we we've seen this with like Tim Tebow, where they say, "Okay, I'm QB one, and that's what I'm going to do." And I thought right. Taysom was kind of the rare guy that came in and said, "Okay, well, maybe I can't be Drew Brees, right. but I'm going to carve out a role, even though such a role has never existed in the NFL <laughs> before. I'm going to carve out that role for me because I'm Taysom Hill, and I'm a rock of an athlete. I'm super fast, and I can throw. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can throw QB one level at the NFL throw, but he." Obviously, can pass a football. He can so, throw it a long way. He's got a strong arm. I just don't know how accurate it is. But I wouldn't say definitively. Oh, come on, Tayson, you're, you're you're dreaming. I mean, maybe he can do it, but I that's not my experience in watching him uh, perform on a football field. 
I just I I think when you find something that works and you find your place, why mess with it? And and by the way, the answer to that is he thinks he can get way more money as a quarterback or sure. QB one than he can like a hybrid type right. player. And that's why he's talking this way now, probably because he to wants set to cash in up for a negotiation. Which, yeah. by the way, I would I'm not going to blame somebody for doing that. And who am I to tell Taysom Hill what to do? I'm just telling you the way that I see it. I I would be concerned that uh, a team would give him money. They'd find out very quickly that he was not that player, and then he would be cut because, of course, there's no guaranteed money for the most part in the NFL, and they can just move on easily. Whereas I think he, he let's say he was the hottest name in the NFL going into and during the first week of the playoffs, right? I mean, everybody was talking about Taysom Hill. It was a huge national story. So maybe how do you capitalize that and carve yourself out that same role with another team? You know, just because you wouldn't be QB one, would that mean that you wouldn't get a payday of some sort? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would think that uh, I don't know what Sean Payton's attitude is toward Taysom Hill. Have you seen any quotes from him? They want to. Yes, I I have, and they want to put a uh, what do they call that? A tender a tender offer on Taysom Hill with a first round tag, meaning that as a free agent, if another team decided to sign him, then they would have to give a first-round pick to the Saints. So that's a, that's a nice compliment. That means they don't want Taysom Hill to go anywhere. But you would think if, if say, the, I don't know, Gordon, say the Detroit Lions thought Taysom could be their quarterback, and they're giving up a first-round pick. Yeah. You know? That's a fairly steep price, though. But but that's what he's trying to be. He's, he's saying right. he's a franchise quarterback. I get it. And franchise quarterbacks, if you are that, a first-round pick is not expensive. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have not studied Taysom Hill in practice. I don't know how he looks, but I know what I've seen out of him in the past, and I I will stick by what I said earlier. He's a phenomenal athlete. Well, the the Saints don't think he's a a great quarterback, or else they would have played him instead of Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, good point. So, I mean, we don't see practices, but, I mean, that speaks fairly loudly, no? Yeah, it does. And I'd say Sean Payton's a fairly good judge of talent in that regard. You would think so. Yeah. So I, I, I was talking to Ben Anderson off the air about this uh, yesterday as we were watching the Jazz game and we were talking about Taysom Hill. I, I think to uh, um, slash Cordell Stewart for the Steelers back in the day, he eventually ended up being the Steelers' QB1 mm-hmm. after that slash role where they actually went to the Super Bowl. And he was okay. In fact, as soon as the Steelers moved on from him, they went back to the Super Bowl. So, But he probably made more money doing it the way he did as opposed to remaining sort of a novelty. True, but he was a superstar as Slash. So I don't, I don't even necessarily buy that. Hmm. He was, what, he yeah, was the biggest the, star on that Steeler team. What, what's and he, the market for a talent like Taysom Hill? I mean— are teams willing to pay him a bunch of money to continue on and doing what he's doing, what he's been doing over the past couple of seasons? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think he's going to get the deal he is looking for. And again, uh, that doesn't mean he shouldn't look for it. But I don't think he's going to get it. And if he does, I don't think he's going to last long. I think it's remarkable that he's been able to stay healthy and been able to stay in the league as long as he has. But he's he's shooting for you know. Better to aim for the stars and land in the trees right. than, than aim for the trees and land in the mud. So we'll we'll see what happens with him, but he's making a push. He wants to be 
he wants to be the guy for a for a franchise. But I I don't know if that's the best career move for him. He's such a phenomenal presence though, and uh, seems like a heck of a teammate and a very intelligent guy. But uh, but not really blessed with that that touch that I think a frontline guy in the NFL needs. And like I said, maybe we're wrong. Maybe he's right. We'll see. Well, I mean, you know, saying that you're not one of the best 30 passers in the entire <laughs> world isn't exactly an insult, and I don't think Taysom Hill is that. So if he, if he can't, which would you rather do? Would you rather take the role that you've got now? If you're Taysom Hill, would you rather make a little less money and have a real impact on games in a specialty role or be the 30th best quarterback in the league and uh, play for a losing team? I don't think that would be much fun. It might be fun on payday, but I mean the money the money's the big difference maker, right? I mean if if he thinks he can get a big time payday, then you gotta do what you gotta do. But if if his goal is to stay in the NFL and have a long professional football playing career, I take the hybrid role. Hmm. So I guess it depends on what his goal is. Well, it's remarkable that he has gained the renown he has uh playing so infrequently. All right, coming up next. We'll have more Big Show. Stay tuned. It is Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Moody A could very well end up being one of the best things to happen for the Utah Jazz in off-seasons for years to come. Maybe not necessarily with a starting player that's going to go out there and dominate, but even just a guy who can give you something off the bench, be a positive, productive player, because those players are going to want to come to Utah. That's a huge, huge positive. I like to hear that uh, he says it's cool when talking about playing time. The minutes aren't what he would want them to be, but he's paying attention to details, growing as a player, and if Emmanuel Moutier is okay losing some playing time and the Jazz are better and winning games, then that shows that he has really, as he said, grown as a player. Mm-hmm. And I think that the evidence is there to prove that right now. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Boy, do I have bad news for you. Okay. Got a text from my wife during the break. She said, and you got it too, I've washed that shirt thousands of times. It's always been brown. Well, it's not anymore. It's gray. So she always does the laundry. Are you calling her a liar? No. You don't help with the laundry. I'm not calling anybody a liar. Uh, Sounds like it. No, 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 no. I just think it's a gray shirt. That's all. Okay. Well, Lisa has spoken, so that's good enough for me. Uh Uh-huh. I also, you you know. You notice how she said that she's washed it? That's what I said. Have you do not help with the laundry? Well, we established that a long time ago. Well, I do sometimes I, on occasion, but she, just not that shirt. I just think like a, like a, like a good spouse, and the good spouse that Lisa certainly is. She's got your back. I get it. No, but it, it doesn't no, make no, her no. impartial. You don't, you don't understand. 
Lisa calls it the way she sees it. I, uh, no, I, I do understand. You want to marry someone who will destroy evidence for you? You want to marry somebody that's got, that supports you <laughs> no. and has your back. No. Yeah, I got it. I Believe got it. Me. It's fine. I it's a good on, thing. I've been on the other it's side of the thing. equation where she has corrected me. Privately, not on the radio. Oh, no. She's not going to be afraid of that. No, I, she's, I'm just, she's saying it exactly the way she sees I'm it. I'm proud of her for and supporting her husband. With that's all. Than you are. I'm looking she at it. She knows it's brown. I'm, I'm looking at the shirt. How much more familiar do I have to be? Your point of view I'm, has been twisted for years. You mean three feet away from you, <laughs> staring right at you right now? I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say it's the lighting in this studio. I just love that Jake also wore a gray shirt today. Just and, so, and by to- random and happenstance. it looks totally different than this one. It's a different shade. A different shade. Okay. All right. Because we know there are 50 shades of gray. You've read that book. I have not. You've seen that movie. I have. You know, I've never seen the the movie. I've seen bits and pieces of have it on you TV. Know. But I've never, <laughs> have I've never you now? On TV? Whole, yeah, it just was on. It was. Planned. I don't think so. Yeah, maybe was, one of those subscription channels. <laughs> not on TV. <laughs> and by the way, not a surprise. Gordon's only watched bits and pieces. Yeah, fast forward to that. <laughs> yeah, right. Not a shock. You guys. Not a shock at all. What, what are they doing here? You really oh, weren't. They're all fully clothed. Fast forward. You weren't interested in the plot in that movie, were you? No. No. I remember I went into a, uh, when I first heard about that book, I went into a, a bookstore as I was going on a trip, and I asked uh, the, I looked across the uh, the front of the store, and they had that book prominently displayed, mm-hmm. and I asked the, the bookstore owner, I said, Hey, what's the deal with that book? Because I really didn't know anything about it. Sure, I, you didn't. I didn't. And uh, and she said, ah, "Don't get that book. That's dumb." And she was selling it. She that sounds made up. She, that does sound no, made up. No, it's absolutely true. And I don't believe for a second that Gordon it's, it's, just randomly picked out that book and said, hey, what are, what's the deal with this it book? It was I'm right there about. by the countertop. And I said to her, I said, is that book good? And she said, No. So and, and she recommended a political thriller, and I got that instead. When I will the, tell you the truth. I, I will tell you the story. We were going on vacation once, and I always pick out some book uh, to to take on a on a trip, especially the lovecations that I go with my wife. And so we walked into a bookstore at the uh, at the Chicago O'Hare Airport, and I walked in there. And my wife was teasing me. She said, "Why don't you get a romantic? Uh, what, do you, what do they call those?" Porn. <laughs> a, a romance novel? So I went No, it's o- actually a magazine. What? No. So I walked over there, and I said, okay, I don't know which one of these to pick. So I shut my eyes, and I reached out and pulled a book out. And I, I looked at it. There was no pictures or anything like that. So, okay, it's a romance novel. So I go, went up and paid it and bought it, took it on the trip. Man, it was steamy. It was really steamy, and as I'm reading it, I'm going, "Wow, is this what? No wonder all these women buy, you know, and, and men. I don't know who's buying well, it for porn, but, but, Dan. <laughs> I think it was erotic literature. I really do. I, I because it seemed way too aggressive. I was reading parts to my wife, and she's going, "I don't think that's a, a romance." And they were. A- I don't. It, believe- might, it might. I don't know. It might. It might be a book that would help some of Andrew's clients. I. I don't know. Uh, I don't believe for a second you just closed your eyes. And I did. That's exactly. Yeah, I don't. Why not would I for bring one. it up? Like, the for porn. You're getting me mixed up with Tony. Not- Whoa. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Where did that come from? 
I'm not going to stand by and let that happen. I just heard you say once that Tony every once in a while stretched the truth. I never said that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, I never. I don't know what you're talking about. We have a whole show dedicated no, to the I, truth. You, you accuse me of that every day. I yes, I, I think you just happen to go. What's this Fifty Shades of Grey all about? Like like you do that all the time. Is this about painting? Like if it were a, <laughs> like if it were a Dean Koontz book sitting right there, you'd be like, so tell me about that. I mean, not a chance. Not a chance. And you just is this close, more prose is, or poetry? Is, you got trust issues, man. Yeah. That's exactly how it happened. Uh-huh. It is. Yeah. It was prominently displayed right there, and I said, what's this? What's this Grisham all about? I said, you never. But it's Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey, and you're like, oh, hey, tell me about this, like, innocently. I think I ended up with a David Baldacci uh, sure political thriller That sounds like a name. Like Joining us now in you studio. Guys, you guys. <laughs> Oh, Our right. friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Do you think erotic literature would help your client? It could. <laughs> it could. Maybe we should put that in the lobby, the waiting room. <laughs> no. I don't think that's the necessary. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I guess. I don't uh, know if it would sustain anything. <laughs> you know, they would need to. Uh, stop. Just, just stop it right now. Can we help our listeners, please? Yeah, let's. Yeah. Andrew, help our listeners, yes, please. We we are. Are something that actually works. Yeah, yeah this, this would be more a physical solution. Um, this is the last chance before Valentine's Day, guys. That's what I'd say. Um, we've got a new treatment that can open up the blood vessels. Uh, this is all about blood flow. So many guys have heard us talk about this, by the way. And they, they've delayed. They don't want to call. You could have been done with the treatments already. You could be feeling the results. Think about how good it would be to not have to worry about the pill. Stress about Valentine's Day or other big events in your life. Um, we've seen thousands of guys. Seventy uh, 78-year-old patient in a couple weeks ago um, had failed with everything, the pills, the injections, and was seeing fantastic results just one week into his treatments with us. All right, so here's the number, 801-901-8000. And, Andrew, you mentioned the, the older clientele, the younger clientele. You know, if, if you're having issues with this or even think you are, you you are a candidate. Yeah, you very likely are a candidate. Almost everybody benefits from this. Just in case and for extra caution, we have a doctor look at you beforehand. Um, he'll look at your medication, uh, your medical history, any issues you've had, and be able to tell you prior to you doing anything whether it can work for you. 801-901-8000. And if you schedule uh, today, uh, you hook, you're excuse me, you're hooking our listeners up with a free consultation with the doctor. We are. At last chance of the day and actually last chance of the week before the holiday this Friday. Call us now. Um, this is the special offer. We have not run it before. It's the free exam, free assessment, blood flow ultrasound. That's with our doctor. Mm-hmm. Also, a special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. So um, it's been great. Guys get really excited about it. They love it. They come back for more. Uh, so give us a call now and get it all for free. 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, guys. That's Andrew Reinhardt with Wasatch Medical Clinic. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Another Tuesday comes to a close. And uh, Gordon, don't feel gray about it. It's all right. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm feeling very brown. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm just, uh, like I said, see what brown can do for you. Did Did Lisa see you before you came to work? Uh, no, she did not. Will you do us all a favor? I will. 
and will you not? Now you can't. We're trusting you here to not ruin the experiment. All right, by okay. by. I will not. You know, you saying, "Oh, Jake said this looks gray. He must be crazy." What color do you think this is? You can't do any of that. You have to just go home and say, "Lisa, what color would you say I'm wearing today?" Well, I don't know if she's listening, uh, but uh, Lisa, if you are listening. Uh, look at the picture, and uh, you know you've seen me wear this before. Maybe not in tandem, but uh, send me your opinion because I trust my wife. Mm-hmm. My I do, wife, I do too. My and if she's what are you gonna do if she says it's brown? She won't. <laughs> trust can be lost. <laughs> no, because you're wearing she, gray. She'll she'll know that I'm wearing brown, and she will confirm that. No, I don't know about that. <clears throat> All right. Uh, we want to say a big thanks to Eric Walden, who joined us from the Salt Lake Tribune. Thanks to Bowler as well. Those are up in podcast form at 1280thezone.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Along with all of our hours and all of our great material, simply search out The Big Show. Coming up next, we have Utah State basketball. Scotty G takes over. It's Colorado State and the Aggies. This should be a really good game. Real quick, who wins, Gordo? Uh, Utah State. There you go. You heard it from the mind of Monson. Scotty G, Utah State basketball next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.